Yes, beautiful family. Anytime you come on and I'm clapping, it is time and a word God has given me for your soul. I hope that you are ready for what God is going to speak to us on tonight. Are there any first timers out there? This is your first time watching us live. Or is there anybody, this is your nighttime because we are now in lesson number nine. Can y'all believe it already? Lesson number nine in this world changer series. I want to give a shout out to a few colleges. I saw there was a college in Florida. You had a Bible study full of college students watching. Thank you so much, North Carolina. I saw you watching in your dorm room. Thank you so much. We love you. And I'm just honored to serve you all. Take your screenshot. Let us know where you are in the world. And let's get to business. Let's get to work. Listen, I could not compartmentalize tonight's message to just one passage of Scripture. So we have two foundational texts that are going to serve us on tonight. The first one is in John chapter 18, and then the second one is going to be in Acts chapter 5. John chapter 18, verse 10, is where we're going to launch our reading. It says, Then Simon Peter, having a sword, drew it and struck the high priest's servant and cut off his right ear. The servant's name was Melchus. So Jesus said to Peter, put your sword into the sheath. Shall I not drink the cup which my father has given me? And then Acts chapter 5, verse 25. So one came and told them, saying, Look, the men whom you put in prison are standing in the temple and teaching the people. Then the captain with the officers and captain with the officers and brought them without violence, for they feared the people lest they should be stoned. And when they brought them, they set them before the council, and the high priest asked them, saying, Did we not strictly command you to not teach in this name? And look, you have filled Jerusalem with your doctrine. And intended to bring this man's blood on us. But Peter and the other apostles answered and said, We ought to obey God rather than man. The God of our Father raised up Jesus, whom you murdered by hanging on a tree. Church family, what we are seeing on tonight, what we are seeing between these two biblical narratives is going to be the fuel which powers the engine of this sermonic journey on tonight. What we are seeing in our foundational text is the gasoline which is going to power the engine of this sermonic journey. And I'm praying it activates in you radical faith. I'm praying it activates in you radical commitment and radical belief and radical trust and a radical stance. I pray that this word on the night will cause us to be radical because there's a whole generation out there that's chasing the sauce. <laughs> but um, you have to excuse me for a minute. I'm not after the sauce. We're after the oil. Is anybody agrees with that? Y'all can keep the sauce. We're after the oil because the oil is the anointing and the anointing breaks yokes. Keep the sauce. We have to break in generational cycles. We're after breaking generational strongholds. We're after living kingdom lifestyles. Kingdom as we're in college. Kingdom as we're in high school. Kingdom as we're in middle school. Middle, middle school. Kingdom as singles. Kingdom in our marriage. How about we find somebody who loves Jesus. We get married. 
We break generational cycles and be heaven billboard at the same time and make kingdom babies. We're about kingdom. As anybody who receives that, we're about kingdom so that it may be said of us, these are they that turned the world upside down for the glory of Jesus. We want it to be said of us that we are the ancestors. I'm the ancestor, and you are the ancestor that left a legacy of healing versus a legacy of dysfunction. Is there anybody who receives that? We are the ancestors who are going to leave a legacy of healing versus a legacy of dysfunction. And this is why I've been preaching so hard. This is why I've been sweating out of my clothes and preaching so intense and so passionate because week after week, I want to provide you with spiritual nutrients. Matter of fact, you could just call me a nutritionist. (laughs) I want to provide you with spiritual nutrients. I have some vitamins for you, and I need you to take your dose of these vitamins every Thursday and every Sunday night at 6 o'clock because these vitamins are going to be crucial as you envelop, as you develop, and as you start to chase after this evolution process of becoming everything that God has called you to be. Because listen, y'all, a pastor who does not give sound biblical doctrine, that is a form of spiritual abuse. Any church or any pastor that does not render sound biblical teaching, that is a form of spiritual abuse. Because contrary to popular belief, I didn't wake up like this. (laughs) And anybody else who has engaged in a spiritual evolution or growth process, they will tell you, I didn't wake up like this. Don't believe culture. I woke up like this. I didn't wake up like this. If the next level version of you could have a conversation with the current you, I believe it would tell the current you, I didn't wake up like this. Mm -mm. It took for me to fast to get like this. It took for me to pray to get like this. It took for me to break up with him to get like this. It took for me to break up with her to get like this. It took for me to stop playing games all night to get like this. Y'all not talking to me. It took for me to throw away that vibrator to get like this. It took for me to be able to trust God and stop doing things on my power, but trust his power. Oh, yeah, I didn't, I didn't wake up. I didn't wake up like this. It took for me to become intentional because all world changes watching this message on tonight. You have lost the privilege of giving up. If you are a world changer, you have lost the privilege of throwing in the towel. I stated it before. When you throw in the towel, you serve the type of God that's going to throw the towel right back. This doesn't mean quit. This means just wipe your sweat and keep on pushing and keep on grinding and keep on praying and keep on believing. This is not where you give up. See, listen, anybody who's watching this message on tonight and you're right on the edge and you feel like giving up, giving up on life, giving up on your goals, I want you to ask yourself the question, where would you be in three months if you don't quit? Where would you be in the next three months of your life If you didn't fold, if you were to stick to the process, I know you're tired of the workout, but if you stick with it, where would you be in the next three months? I know that you're tired of eating at home because you heard me say last year, a lot of us are eating our wealth. A lot of us are eating our wealth. You will be surprised how much revenue you have if you stop eating out and you're tired of meal preps. But where would you be in the next three months if you don't fold? World changes. And everybody watching this message, if you have decided to make a difference, you have lost the privilege. 
of being able to quit. Yeah, I, I got like this because I didn't give up. It was hard, but I kept on getting up. That's how I got like this. We're after detoxing from former meals so God can lead us into forward places. Did y'all hear what I just said? We're after detoxing from former meals so God can lead us into forward places. We're after mental soundness. We're after health in our mind, because please hear me, this might be a different perspective for you. Maybe you're not stuck. You're committed. <laughs> See, this is why y'all can't log on late. People coming in, what did I miss? A lot, a lot. You're going to have to watch the replay. Maybe, maybe you're not stuck. You're committed. You're committed to a pattern that keeps you in a cycle. You're not stuck. You're committed. You're committed to a pattern that keeps you in a cycle. You're, you're not stuck, you're committed to a circle that is the secondhand smoke to your growth. It is the secondhand smoke to your growth, and watch this, you're so loyal to them that you're betraying you. <laughs> you're so loyal to them that you're betraying you because this is something God revealed to me. Sometimes what didn't work out for you actually worked out for you. <laughs> Sometimes what didn't work out for you actually worked out for you. You're not stuck. You're not stuck. You're, you're, you're actually committed. You, you're in a place that is not conducive for your soul care. And please hear me, y'all. Any atmosphere, environment, or location that is not intentional with their own self-care maintenance will not be support centers for yours. Did y'all hear what I just said? Any place, any environment and location that is not a support center for their own soul care is not going to be a support center for yours. Simply put, if they don't care about the health of their own soul, they're surely not about to care about the health of yours. You're not stuck. You're committed. You're committed to a pattern that keeps you in a cycle. You're committed to keep on trying to change people who don't want to be changed. Listen, if you're going to respect boundaries, respecting boundaries also includes respecting people who don't want to change. I have to respect the fact that they don't want to change and I can't change people because change is a matter of a man's will. Maybe you're not stuck. You're committed. You're committed to a pattern that keeps you in a cycle. Oh, but if I can get you to keep that same energy, are y'all ready for this? If I can get you to keep that same energy, if I can get you to keep that same energy so that we could truly become people who leave a legacy of healing and opportunities versus a legacy of recovery and debt, keep that same energy. If I can get you to keep that same energy, you know how you were committed to that toxic ex? How you were so committed to them, if I can get you to keep that same energy and be committed to the surgical operation process that God is doing on your heart. Keep that same energy. I know it's uncomfortable. I know it hurts. But it also hurt being with that narcissistic man, right? It also hurt being with that insecure woman, right? Well, why not embrace pain that causes for you to grow instead of pain that causes for you to wither? I need you to keep that same energy. Keep that same energy because we cannot be effective world changers. We cannot change the world externally if we don't allow God to change our world internally. Hear me. 
I cannot render spiritual CPR while I'm still trying to catch my breath from the gut punch of trauma. I can't do it. I cannot give spiritual CPR while I'm still trying to catch my breath from the divorce and catch my breath from the addiction and catch my breath from the betrayal and catch my breath from the trauma and catch my breath from the rejection. I can't help anybody or render spiritual CPR to anybody until first God has given me fresh lungs of the Holy Spirit. I can't do it. I need you to keep that same energy. I need you to keep that same energy on how you follow cultural trends. It's getting real in here on the night, y'all. That same energy on how you follow cultural trends and cultural patterns. How about keep that same energy and follow a Bible series? Keep that same energy so you can binge a whole series on Netflix, but you can't keep that same energy and follow a whole Bible reading plan. Keep that same energy. You just binge something all night long on Netflix, and you can't binge a sermon series. Keep that same energy. Keep that same energy. I'm about to get in trouble. I need you to keep that same energy on how it didn't cost too much for you to get your hair done. Rather, if you bought it or it grew from your scalp, <laughs> you didn't view it as too much. When you got your hair done, when you got your hair cut, when you got them Jordans, when, when, when you got them red bottoms, when you got that coach bag, that Gucci purse, when you got your nails done, it wasn't too much when you were popping bottles in the club. It wasn't too much when you were throwing 50 and $100 bills at the stripper in the strip club. It, it wasn't too much when you got four or five TVs in your house. It, it, it wasn't too much then. Keep that same energy when it's time to give. <laughs> Lost my whole amen section right there. Keep that same energy when it's time to give to your brother. When it's time to give to your sister. It didn't cost too much when you got that dress to go out on that date. Keep that same energy as you're paying for your therapy sessions because you have to heal and you have to become everything that God has called you to be. Keep that same energy as you're paying for those premarital counseling sessions like you would to pay for that $1,000 dress. Keep that same energy. Can I get somebody put in the room? Keep that same energy. Keep that same energy. I need you to keep that same energy on how you be bad-mouthing people and throw a shade on social media, keep that same energy and have a conversation with them face to face. Gosh, it's getting quiet. Why y'all looking at me like this? Y'all know that's my favorite line. Why y'all looking at me like this? Keep that same energy. I need you to keep that same energy on how you were talking about them to pray for them. In the kingdom, you know what we call that? Interceding. How about intercede on their behalf? Embrace intercession. Keep that, that same energy. <laughs> keep that same energy. You may not be able to know the difference between gossip and keeping it real. Oh, but your harvest will. Oops. Your, your harvest will. And how about if you have the conversation and you actually resolve the issue and y'all are cool now. Y'all are back being okay now. How about the same way you had all that energy to speak so negatively about them online and speak so negatively about them on Instagram and Facebook and speak so negatively to others about them? Keep that same energy. Since you painted that picture, go to those people and restore the painting. 
Uh-oh, that's going to cause for you to be mature, right? That's going to cause for you to go back to the individual who you talked about another individual to, and you painted a misrepresentation of who they were because you were feeling some type of way. How about restore the painting? I was in the flesh when I said that. I didn't have all the facts when I said that. I was hurt when I said that. The same energy that you had to blast them, why don't you have that same energy to restore the image? Oh, but that's going to require for you to be mature, right? That's going to require for you to crush your ego, right? That's going to require for you to be humble, right? Keep that same energy. I need you to keep that same energy on how you're working on somebody else's job. Keep that same energy to work for your own gift. The Bible says your gift will make room for you. I was reading an article last month, and this boss pulled up in his Bugatti, and his employer said, man, that's a beautiful car, boss. And he said, yeah, thank you. If, if y'all work just as hard, I'll get two next year. I'll get two next year. Either you're going to work hard for somebody else's dream and somebody else's gift, or you can work hard for yours. How about keep that same energy? I need you to keep that same energy on how y'all were having sex together, but now in marriage y'all not. That's one of the ploys of the enemy, for you to be promiscuous before marriage, but then sexless in marriage. Keep that same energy. <laughs> this gets so good. Keep that same energy. That same energy on how you keep scrolling. Like your thumb just going like this. You just, you just scroll nonstop. I want you to keep that same energy with that scroll with reading his scrolls. Keep that, that same energy. <laughs> Can I get somebody to put in the room, in all caps, keep that same energy? You got to say it with a little attitude. I need you to keep that same energy. <laughs> Keep that same energy. When the church doors open back up, I, I don't want to hear excuse on I didn't have enough gas to get to church, but some miraculous way you had enough gas to get to work on Monday. Keep that same energy on how you got to work on Monday. Keep that same energy to get to the church house. What we are seeing in our foundational text is Peter. He kept that same energy. <laughs> in John chapter 18, he was cutting people with some misdirected form of defending Jesus. But then in Acts chapter 5, as he's standing before the court, verse 29 tells us that he says, listen, we ought to obey God versus men. So now he's still defending Jesus. He kept that same energy. And I'm trying to get us to recognize maybe the stuff that you used to be passionate about why not be just as passionate in the kingdom? How you would make sure you got to the club, you didn't care if it was raining, if it was cold, you still got there. Why don't you keep that same energy and make sure your eyes don't close without you seeking God's face? And the question that I want us to consider on tonight is the same way if you were with somebody, you would want them to be happy and let everybody know you're off the market. I want you to keep that same energy and stop taking the ring of your faith off so that you can hang around your friends. Stop taking the ring of your faith off when you get around your peers. Stop taking the ring of your faith off when you get around your coworkers. Stop taking the ring of your faith off when you get around your family. Keep that same energy and represent Jesus in all situations and all circumstances. I need you to keep that same energy. So God, would you help us? Would, would, would you help us to be able to identify that your way is the best way? Help us, God, to truly be radical and be unashamed and represent you and be proud 
that we are heaven's billboard. All the study means absolutely nothing if you aren't magnified, if you aren't glorified. So use me, O Holy Spirit, as your PA system. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. If everybody agrees with their prayer, would you drop in the room, amen. Amen, amen. John chapter 18, we see Jesus. We see Peter with some form of misdirected defending of Jesus. And then in Acts chapter 5, we still see Peter with that same energy defending Jesus. For part 9 of this World Changes series, I would like to speak around this thought from this subject. Keep that same energy. Keep that same energy. A whole generation to say it. What if we continued to keep that same energy in the kingdom? It's confession time. Are y'all ready? I don't have to explain. You just know every time we get together, there's a word I want you to speak over yourself. Confession time. Can I get everybody to put this in the room in all caps? God created me a fire that cannot be quenched. Listen, God, I need you to create in me a fire that cannot be quenched. It just hit me off the top of my dome, y'all. It's a whole nother sermon called firefighters. A lot of us don't even recognize you trying to burn for God, but your bay is not. And I'm with somebody who's a firefighter. That's a whole word. <laughs> be aware of firefighters. God created me a fire that cannot be quenched. Church family. For the last few weeks, we have been in this absolutely phenomenal series entitled World Changers. And something that I've been trying to get us to understand, an ethic, a kingdom principle, I've been trying to get us to understand is that your birth was not an accident. Your arrival here in time is because God needed another world changer. He needs a world changer. You're going to change the cycle. There's a system that you need to change. There's a bloodline that you need to change. There's a home that you need to change. There's a pattern that you need to change. There's a community, a church. There's an atmosphere that you need to change. Therefore, your birth was not an accident because we serve a God who operates with purposefulness. Everything is on purpose for your purpose, for the purpose of God getting glory. Everything is on purpose. And we articulated that you're tall on purpose, you're short on purpose, you're goofy on purpose, your ethnicity is on purpose, the dispensation of time that you're in right now is all on purpose for your purpose, for the purpose of giving God glory because you are a world changer. And then we stated that he is the God of a verse. He's the God of a verse. The first shall be last and the last shall be first because he is the God of a verse. And then I tried to articulate to us that if he's the God of a verse and we're supposed to be like him, maybe we should see some things in reverse. Don't give up on church because your pastor was a wolf. Reverse that. Wolf reversed is flow. I need to live in the flow of my calling. Reverse. And I gave you a whole bunch of list of things that we need to reverse. God sees our end from the beginning. And I think this is why it's so difficult many times for us to receive, receive forward instruction. It's because we see life in 2D, but God sees life in 3D. We see life past, present. 
God sees life past, present, and future. And so anytime God speaks to us, many times he gives us a forward word. But we don't know how to receive it because we keep viewing ourselves through former pain. God, he speaks. One of the dichotomies of God is he will give you a word that does not match your season. He'll say things to you like when you have wells that you didn't dig, when you have vineyards that you didn't plant. Remember the Lord your God who brought you out of Egypt. When God gave that word, he was speaking to the Israelites while they were in the wilderness. See, this, this is why it is so lethal when you can't get over what's over. This is why it is so lethal when you're holding on to somebody who's already let you go. Because I won't be able to follow God's forward instruction because I keep looking on former reflections. He's the God who speaks to us about our forward. And if we don't understand this, we will allow our scars to become our prophets. God, we'll allow our scars, we'll allow our past pain to be our present prophets because we don't understand that we're blood covered. We, we don't understand that God doesn't see us by what we've done. He sees us by the blood of his son. We will allow our scars to give us prophetic words about our future. And it comes out by us saying things like this. I'm never going to do that again because I'm never going to love again because I don't do church anymore because I'm not going to try that again because you have allowed your wound to give you a prophetic word and it's prophesying over your future. And this is why I've been preaching so intense. So I'm like, listen, your scars are not your labels. Your scars are proof that you survived. Your scars are not your prophets. Kick them off the pulpit of your heart. Stop letting them have a voice and let the voice of the Holy Spirit be your most dominant voice. Your scars, your scars and your pain, your past is just your school, not your prison. Learn from it. But don't be held by it. Did y'all hear what I just said? Your past is a school. Don't let it become a prison. Learn from it. But don't be held by it. And for the love of God, never let your past have a license. So that it drives your person. And it drives your personality. I need you to keep that same energy. And trust the Lord. So that your wounds and scars don't become your prophets. Our world changes. Watching this message on tonight, there is something that you have been called to change. There is something that you have been called to change. And I feel like God sent me here on the night to remind you, I need you to keep that same energy with your dream, with your passion, with your faith, with your trust, as you did when you were a little child. I touched on this before, but God reminded me this weekend is so much deeper than that. It's so much deeper than that. If you are going to be a world changer, I have to redeem the little child. The way you trusted when you were a child, I need you to keep that same energy. The way you loved when you were a child, I need you to keep that same energy. The way that you dreamed when you were a child, I need you to keep that same energy. I'm going to give you Bible. Matthew chapter 18. Matthew chapter 18, verse 3. This is Jesus speaking. And, and it says, Surely I say to you, Unless you are converted and become as little children, you will by no means enter the kingdom 
of heaven. Many times we've heard this preached and we just think it's childlike faith. And I'm like, you know what? When you read this passage, Jesus doesn't say have a faith like a child. He says become like little children. There are a lot of things that little children possess that I need you to have if you're going to be a world changer. And I'm going to unpack those in a minute. But I know all of our childhoods were different. But do you remember when you were a child? Do you remember before the abuse happened? Do you remember then? I need you to get back to that place where you can keep that same energy. Do do you remember when matching didn't matter? (laughs) Matching didn't matter. If you liked it, you wore it. I'm talking about purple shirt, yellow shoes, orange pants. You didn't care what your mom and daddy thought. You didn't care that you were not color coordinated. You didn't care. All you knew was, I like it. I like it. If I like it, I'm aware. This is my son is on this tip right now. He loves these blue Nike pants. He is driving my wife up the wall. He loves these blue Nike pants. These are the only pants I want to wear. They have a big hole in them now. And we bought this boy like seven or eight different Nike pants. But it's just these pants. We're like, okay, we have to wash these pants. I want to wear those pants. He doesn't care about how they smell. He doesn't care that they have a hole in it. He just likes these pants. What if the Holy Spirit is saying, I need you to keep that same energy and not care what people think? Not care if they accept you. Not care if they like. Not care if they subscribe. Not care if they endorse you. I need you to keep that same energy. I'm trying to redeem your little child because it's needed if you're going to be a world changer. Keep that, that, that same energy. Do you remember what it was like when there was no worry of COVID? My children have not worried at all during this pandemic. Not once. I mean, we would have birthday parties, happy birthday to you, just happy birthday, and then somebody would blow on a cake. I don't know if we'll ever eat a cake anymore after somebody done blew on it. <laughs> I don't know if we'll ever eat cake again, but when you were a child, you weren't worried about things. You weren't worried about germs. Parents, we tried our best to get you to understand, but you will be on monkey bars and put your hand in your mouth. And just the stuff we did as a child, I'm talking about going to like game places where there were little balls and throw the balls and put them in your mouth. And we didn't care. What if God is saying, I want you to trust me. I'm not saying be ignorant, be wise, but I want you to trust me that I got you. I need you to keep that, that same energy. Do you remember before good hair was a thing? Like, you, you didn't know what good hair was. You just had something growing out your scalp, and that's all you knew. You, do, do, do you remember when race wasn't a thing? You had Asian friends and, and Hispanic friends and black friends and white friends and Middle Eastern friends and Brazilian friends. You didn't care their, their background. You didn't care what, what ethnic group they belonged to. All you knew was we enjoyed jumping off the swings together. All you knew was I had gushers. You had airheads. Let's trade. All you knew was I had Starburst. You had Jolly Ranchers. What if the Holy Spirit is saying, I want you to get back to that place. Keep that same energy. Well, race, we're class, we're sexism, none of that mattered. I want you to get back to that. Keep that same, that same energy. What about, what about when, when there was a time in your life when insecurity wasn't a thing? When you didn't spend hours in the restroom beating your face and applying makeup because you don't like the way you look? 
Or, or you, you try to get outfits that, that didn't make you look too fat, that, that didn't show the extra love handle that you gained over Thanksgiving break and Christmas break. Do you remember when you didn't care? Chubby and at the pool. <laughs> Not caring about your body. You just want to have a good time. You just want to have fun. What, what, if, what if God said, I want you to keep that same energy and love yourself? If you could do something about it, work out, run a few miles. But I don't want you to feel insecure on how I made you. Of course, a lot of us make choices that cause us to be unhealthy, but you could change that today. All it requires is a decision. You're not stuck. You're just committed to a pattern that keeps you in a cycle. My son, the other day, was just, just crying and just whining. I posted this on IG. I posted this picture of him. He was just crying, and I told him to come in. He was giving Miss Flowers the works. I said, come here. And I was going to say something to him, and I was turning on the computer. But before I could even speak to him, this boy was asleep in my arms. <laughs> he was asleep, and I posted it. And God was speaking to me, and this is how this message started to form. I said, God, I want to be like my son. I'm frustrated outside of your presence. I'm irritable. I am moody if I am not in my father's presence. Everything is better when I'm in daddy's arms. Everything is clearer when I'm in daddy's arms. I don't even know what he was fussing about, but when he got in the arms of his father, he just went to sleep. God help me be a man. Why well, do I don't want to be on stages if I don't have your presence? I don't want to have a platform without your presence. I don't want to be in a room without your presence. I just want daddy. That's all I want. Keep that same energy that you see your four-year-old son has that he could rest in your arms. Keep that same energy. And in a global pandemic, rest in me. As I'm holding my son, he, he, he's not worried about bills. He's not worried about none of that. He is not tossing and turning due to internal wars that he's having that's causing for him to have insomnia. This is why sometimes when we talk to people, we keep on having arguments. You know why? Because they are at world war me with themselves. They have an internal war going on within themselves. And every time you talk to them, you are dealing with the overflow of that internal state. This is not about you. This is about the war that they're dealing with. My son's not worried about, is he going to preach another good message? And can God give him another good illustration? Will this one be just as good as the last one? Will this one be just as good? He's not worried about that. God said, listen, I need you to keep that same energy. That same energy. Children wake up in the morning and say good morning with morning breath and all, and they don't care. I need you to get back to the place of loving me, loving yourself. I need you to keep that same energy. What if I were to tell you that it was the original intent of God that you and I never knew good and evil? Never knew evil. All we knew was good. Somebody's probably like, listen, I was with you. I was getting a little teary-eyed. But uh, I'm sorry, Jay, you got to stay woke. There are evils in this world. There are evils in this world. And one of the things I've been trying to teach for the last several weeks is we have to get back to the original kingdom agenda. And I want you to know that it was God's original will that we never know evil, that we never know pain. I'm going to give you Bible. I'm going to give you Bible. Genesis chapter 2, verse, verse 15. Then the Lord God took the man and put him in the garden of Eden to tend and to keep it. And the Lord God commanded the man, saying, of every tree of the ground you may freely eat, but... Of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, you shall not 
eat. For in the day that you eat of it, you will surely die. See, this text right here says, um, you may eat of every tree in the garden. Can I get everybody to say every? This is why I can't stand when we hear preaching that makes Christianity seem like limitation. Christianity is all about liberation. He said, one tree. I don't know how many trees was in this garden. It could have been 100, bruh. It could have been 200, sis. He said, y'all, you can eat from all these trees. Just don't eat from this one. Because the day you do, the day you do, you will surely die. Or for the sake of this text, you will lose that little child. Genesis chapter 3, verse 6. It says, So when the woman saw that the tree was good for food, that it was pleasant to the eye, and a tree desirable to make one wise, she took of his fruit and ate. She also gave to her husband with her, and he ate. Then the eyes of both of them were open, and they knew they were naked, and they sewed fig leaves together and made themselves coverings. What if God wants us to get back to a place of nakedness before him? Stop trying to come to me with your fig leaves. I want you naked. What if, what if accountability is all about us being naked? Because true accountability requires nudity. Nakedness. My failures, my inadequacies. Here's my, my nakedness. But unfortunately, we have allowed the culture to hand us fig leaves. We've allowed that pain to hand us fig leaves. What mommy and daddy did, they handed us fig leaves. 90s R&B handed us fig leaves. That last relationship handed us fig leaves. Your doubt and your insecurity and you not believing and suicidal thoughts and you questioning, all that did was hand you fig leaves. And so you're lost in this forest. You're lost in this forest of regrets and what if? And I felt as though the Holy Spirit sent me here on tonight to redeem the child and take away the leaves. Because before those leaves got on you, that original form of who you were, that, that original goofy self, that, that original freedom self, that, that original personality, I need that personality type for your world changer calling. I got to get those leaves off you because you were free back then. I got to get you to trust again. Any person who says they have trust issues is because of a person they trusted. I'm trying to get us to understand God's like, I need that back. Unless you are like little children. You will not enter into the kingdom of God. I need to remove those leaves. And a lot of us, we can't love due to leaves. We can't talk due to the leaves. I don't know how to express myself due to the leaves. And this is, this is paramount because for the Christian, if we're truly going to be representatives, if we're truly going to be heaven's billboard, we have to know how to love. By this, all men will know that you're my disciples by the way you love one another. And somebody watching this, you can't love due to the leaves. But love is the fingerprint for the Christian. Love is the DNA for the Christian. And so now it makes sense if you're called to be a world changer, and if I can get you to be so hurt to where you wear all these leaves, your leaves will blind the world from God's love. 
And so the world that you're called to change, you can't do it because of all the leaves. And the leaves are blinding people from the love. And the leaves are getting in the way of that little child. I need you to love. I need you to love. Love is one of the most misunderstood, misrepresented, and most mishandled words in all of existence. Love is not just a feeling. Love, Love is not just what you can get from somebody because love gives, but lust takes. Love is not that butterflies you get in your stomach because, like I said before, people don't even give butterflies no more. They just give out parasites. <laughs> they don't even give out butterflies anymore. It's just mosquitoes just sucking the life out of your joy, your peace, your sleep. And you're like, Lord, I need some spiritual insect repellent. Just I need to get it off me because <laughs> everything I'm encountering is sucking the life out of me versus giving life to me. God says, by this, all men will know that you're my disciples by the way you love one another. And some of us can't love because you're so tired of fake. I'm tired of fake smiles. I'm tired of fake people. I'm tired of fake churches. I'm tired of all the fakery. Is anybody in the room, I'm just tired of fakery. I'm tired of fake people. I'm tired of fake joy. I'm tired of counterfeits. I'm tired. I want the real thing. I'm tired of acting hard because acting hard is hard. See... Right now, could it be the reason you're so moody is because you're still trying to get over what you told people you are over? Did y'all hear what I just said? Could it be you're so moody and irritated because you're still trying to get over what you told everybody you are over? And when you do that, this causes for you to have friends, leaders, and associates who underserve you because I cannot treat a wound that I don't know exists. But acting hard is hard. And I have all these leaves, and I, I, I just want us to be able to render God's love in the world. I need to know the love language of heaven. I need to be able to speak that love so that I don't spend my lifetime translating my heart. I need to speak that language so I don't spend the rest of my life trying to translate my heart. And Jesus says, no greater love than this. Than he who lays down his life for a friend. So as world changes, we're going to have to lay down bitterness. We're going to have to lay down pride. We're going to have to lay down arrogance. Love is revealed by what you lay down. You'll be surprised how many people are married, but it feels just like businesses. We share bills. We share networks. But we don't share love. Bedroom cold, but smiling on the gram. I, I don't want you to live life in fakery, so much so to where you yourself have even forgot that this is a mask that you're wearing. Did y'all hear me? So much so, you've been wearing a mask for so long that you yourself have forgotten that it's a mask. I want you to experience the love of God. The love of God because you're a world changer and the leaves are blocking it. When we don't allow God to heal us, our hearts will be like trash cans and not refrigerators. Some of us have had friendships with people and they had hearts like trash cans and not refrigerators. You know how a lot of pastors, coaches, mentors get burned out? Because we are trying to give wisdom to people who are treating our wisdom like trash. Versus treating it like something that needs to be preserved. See, when you hear messages like this week after week, it's me trying to give you your spiritual nutrients. I'm trying to give you 
your spiritual nutrient of growth. I'm trying to give you your spiritual nutrient of removing petty. But if we don't have a heart that receives, every week, you know what I'm doing? I'm just putting a word in your heart that's, that's like trash. And in 2015, Jerry would have got hurt because you keep throwing away what I put on the inside of you. Now I'm at a place where I don't question the condition of the vitamin. It has to be the condition of the heart that can receive. Gosh, I hope y'all are getting this. Week after week, as I listen, I want to give you something that is going to be good for your evolution process. But when you have a heart like a refrigerator, I could put it on the inside of you. I could put this wisdom on the inside of you and you could preserve it. So when you hit a pandemic and when you hit a crisis, you have a word on the inside of your belly. You have a word on the inside of your soul. You have a message on the inside of your soul. Why? Because you preserved it. You preserved it. And I wonder how many of us week after week, Thursday and Sunday, you're treating the word like garbage. So what it does, what's on the inside of you starts rotting. What's on the inside of you starts stinking. And it's not that what we're giving you wasn't good. It's that I didn't have an atmosphere to preserve it. You're not stuck. You're committed. You're committed to a pattern that keeps you in a cycle. And due to these leaves, every time I hear something that makes me grow, the condition of my heart is not cooled enough to preserve the word God has given me. What word did God give you in 2016 that you just allowed to rot? What word? What instruction that God gave you that you're just treating it like it's trash? And see, this is why my wife and I came up here the other day and said, the Bible says in Ephesians chapter 4, verse 27, I need you to give no foothold to the enemy. And a lot of us, you have a refrigerator-style heart. But you know what the problem is? You have a door open. You have a door open. And so the good things on the inside of you are spoiling because I have an open door of porn. I have an open door of weed. Y'all not talking to me. I have an open door. So yes, my heart wants to do good things, but stuff is falling out because I have an open door. If you're going to be a world changer, I need you to receive the word, put it in your heart, and be like a refrigerator. Preserve it. Preserve it because you don't know what season is coming where you'll need to glean from a message that you heard in January. You don't know what's happening in April of 2021 that you're going to have to go back and glean from a word that was in your heart. Ah, this is so good. We have to redeem the little child. What does that look like? It's not just childlike faith. Number one, for us to be world changers, little children, trust. That's what God is saying. If you're going to be a world changer, I need you to have trust. Because children trust. Adults distrust. Unless you're like little children, you won't enter into the kingdom of God. I need you to be like a little child. And what do little children do? They trust. Number two, if you're going to be a world changer, it must be easy for you to forgive. You ever notice how easy children forgive? My son could do something bad. I mean, just something terrible. Push his sister, hit her with one of his toys, and I reprimand him and I correct him. He starts crying. And one of the practices I have is after I discipline my son, I hold him. I love him. I kiss him. 
My, uh, my daughter don't really do all that. That's, she just have a sweetheart. My son, he, he needs a daddy. He's just one of them boys where he definitely needs a, little, a daddy. But after he does something, I hold him. I kiss him. I tell him I love him. I say, I, I know that you're a good boy. Because you know how a lot of our hearts got hardened? Because after you got corrected as a child, you were told to go to your room. And that, that classically conditioned you how to hold grudges. Because now you got corrected and pushed off. I correct and I embrace. You're not going to be a man that does not know how to express your feelings. I need you to know that just because you did something that didn't make daddy happy doesn't mean daddy doesn't love you. And I'm talking in six minutes, he's laughing. He's laughing, playing, jumping on my back. Jesus is saying, I need you to keep that same energy. Little children can forgive with ease. Children forgive. Adults hold grudges. Number three, little children, they find the joy. They find it in bugs, puddles, and sunsets. <laughs> children play. Adults, you're bored. And the reason you're bored is because you've allowed your gifts to go to sleep. Let my children go outside. They'll find a bug to play with. They'll find a puddle to jump in. Have you lost the joy of every new sunrise and every sunset? I need you to keep that same energy on how you were a child. You always worked with your hands. Now that you're redeemed, I need you to work with your hands for the kingdom. Number four, little children laugh. Why you look so mean, ma'am? When is the last time you danced? When is the last time you smiled or have you allowed this global pandemic to cause it to where you don't have joy? My children are constantly laughing. They find joy and happiness in little things. God is saying, I, I want you to be like that. I want you to be able to laugh and feel the joy. Just simply for the fact, if it's that you are in the land of the living, find joy in that. Number five, children rest. Have you noticed your children can fall asleep anywhere? Football game, stadium, basketball, it can be loud. They fall asleep. And here you are tossing and turning every night, allowing the ceilings to give you counsel. I want, I want to redeem that, give you that little child back. Because as a world changer, I need you to rest in my promises and rest in my faithfulness. And last one, <laughs> it's kind of funny, but it was like, yeah, yeah, God, you gave me this. Little children ask a lot of questions. My daughter is in this phase where she want to know why about everything. Why? Why? What about this? Why? Why? Little children ask questions. Adults try to do it on their own. I, I want you to keep that same energy. Like when you were six and you had question after question after question. I need you now to pursue knowledge of the kingdom. My people must be people who know my face. When I wanted to come on here for a few moments on the night and remind you, if you're going to be a world changer, we see one episode, Peter was defending Jesus with some misdirected form of defense. But later, he's still operating in apologetics and defending his faith. And may we be people that not just defend our belief, but God, take the leaves. Take the leaves so that I can embrace the little child. So God, would you help us, heal us, touch our hearts 
strip away the leaves, God, that have blinded us from your love so that we can't extend your love. And help us, God, fall in love with you so much. The world changer that we have to be requires for us to get a personality back, a joy back, a dance back, a rest back, a happiness back, a fulfillment back. Not in sin, but in the Father. Just like my son, God, help us be people who value and are irritated if we're not in your presence. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.